Metricast. Uh, in the Christian community, we call that a God-shaped hole. So you will always have that need of needing something more and being dissatisfied with with life. I mean, there's just always this pull towards there must be something more. And so we can find that within ourselves. We can find it with our relationship with with God and tapping into the unconditional love and acceptance and confidence uh, and even our sexuality that God put within us so that we don't actually end up needing to get those things from our relationship partner, because now we can realign with with God and ourselves. And we can take that pressure off of our partner as well. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season three of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its divine unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing beautiful, profound lessons, interviews with loving spiritual seekers, and practices and tools to open up your heart to love's infinite wisdom. I'm so excited to have you and grateful that our hearts have connected. Enjoy the show. Good evening, morning, afternoon, beautiful beings. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a loving conversation here today. I am I'm excited for all these chats, but today's powerful cosmic dance is one that to say that I'm passionate about would be an understatement. And I know the beautiful guest, the wonderful Heather can say the same. But before we get into all of that, I want to set a bit of foundation. We're doing a lot of things here today for people new to the show, either listening on the podcast or live here on all the platforms. If you get a lot of value out of this chat today, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, a lover that you think it can support. Another way that you can build and expand this consciousness is by leaving your reviews and perspectives over on Apple and Spotify. That helps us with the show as well. And because we are here live today on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook, I am going to be taking questions from all the platforms. So if you have any questions that come up as we go, please leave them in either on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, and I'm going to check and I'll add in your voice to this discussion as well. So with all of that, what are we talking about today? Today's topic is submission, freedom, submission of the divine feminine and tuning into sensual freedom. So from submission to freedom, what does this look like within our relationships? What does this look like in regards to a lot of religious programming that has been the root of much of this submission? And what are the sensual solutions that we can sort of move through, right? A lot of different topics coming together, and I can't think of a better guest co-host to talk about these topics than the beautiful Heather Tucker. Heather Tucker is a Christian sexologist. She, I just read this on your bio yesterday, my friend, you are empowering believers to have more mind-blowing sex. And to be honest, Heather, you're a beautiful, loving beam of light. Welcome back to the show. 
Thank you. So good to be here, Harrison. And of course, I love you so much every single time that we are together. I think I fall more in love with you every single time. And I always get such amazing feedback from the people that listen to our interviews. So I know that us coming together like this is divine. It's always perfect timing. And it always ends up helping not only people listening, but it also helps us, you and I, to break through a lot of times into different levels of ourselves. And I think that's why we're so addicted to each other. It's not only benefiting other people, but it is benefiting us. And we take our own healing journey to, you know, those those deeper levels, which I absolutely love. Yeah, that's I'm so happy you brought that up, Heather, because it's it is so true. And just to share some love with all of the other guests I've had on this show. It happens to a degree with all of the people that I bring on. But I think, and I was thinking about this last night, Heather, I think because our missions are very aligned, right? Our, we have we both have this spiritual foundation. We both have this, uh, this passion of connecting love and spirituality together. I think it's just because I think that's a big reason why we, we expand in each other's presence. So... I'm excited for new people of the show to witness that today. Heather, let's get into it. And I just want to welcome all the beautiful souls in the Facebook group, Jackie, Robin, I see you there. Thank you for dropping in. So I think where I want to start here, Heather, is getting your initial feelings around this topic, right? This, the submission of the divine feminine. Why is this? important to you, my friend. Before we actually get into that question, Harrison, let's describe to people that aren't familiar with the phrase define feminine because yeah, because I grew up in the Christian community and that's not a phrase that we use. It, we use we're a wife and we're called to submit because the Bible says so and that's, you know, we need to obey God's word and that looks like us giving away our power, which we're going to get more into that today. But from your standpoint, from spirituality, I would love it because uh, what you don't know, Harrison, is I'm live on TikTok. There is over 220 20 people listening. 200, no, two, 225. Oh, no, 230. So we got a bunch of people listening uh, that are Christians. Okay. So I would love it if you could describe that and then ask me the question again. So then I have it fresh and I'll go ahead and answer it. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, that I actually wanted to speak about that first. So you're already in my heart. You're already in my consciousness. So the divine feminine, and we are going to be bouncing back between the two main forms that it takes. And I'm gonna, I'll give it, I'll give an, uh, a brief overview and then a more specific. So no matter whether you are born in this incarnation in a beautiful male physical body or a beautiful physical uh, physical female body, we both have the divine masculine and the divine feminine inside of us, okay? Another way of saying this is in each of our hearts, there is the eternal twin flame, right? We're, we're so used to the twin flame being an external thing, but in reality, that is only a reflection of our internal twin flame. And what is the twin flame? It is the heart of God that is is us, that is inside of us, that is split between these two polarities, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. 
Okay, so that's that's a very short overview of the divine feminine. Uh, the yeah, the the two polarities. However, as we get up to the physical layer of our being, whether I am a physical male or a physical female, these two polarities are going to express themselves in different ways. And that is why when you have a sexual relationship, when you have an intimate relationship with your lover, it's important to be constantly tuning in to where these polarities are at, because that is where we can have either balance or unfortunately, most of us have the imbalance. How how does that resonate, Heather? Oh, yeah, it resonates big, big time, because when we're not in tune with each other as husband and wife, as boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever type of romantic relationship that we're in, uh, you can be turned off by the, the opposite. So if if I'm feeling fully in my female and I am feeling so empowered, I feel my personality, I feel the character traits that God put within me, and I am just tapped in. I am so in tune and I'm going about my day and I'm just living it out loud and proud. Well, here comes my male counterpart, my husband. And if he is not fully secure in his masculinity during the time of me being in my full yep. femininity, yep. he could take some of the things that I am out here saying, the energy I'm putting out, the way I'm expressing my femininity through dance, through drums, whatever it is that I'm tapping into that makes me feel really good. That could potentially be a turnoff for him. And he might not even understand what's happening on a deeper level. So this has happened in my own marriage so many times over the years. And now that I'm aware of what is happening and that ego can come in with, when these energies you know, mix together, if we're not fully in tune with each other and we're not allowing each other to express our femininity and our masculinity, oh my God, yeah. Like it can be so hard. It can cause fights. It can cause turnoffs. You might not want to have sex with your partner because you're not understanding them at the moment. So there's a lot, there's a lot that can go in into this. Pause there for a second because yes. I wanna I wanna come back to those that that sexual sensual, the sexual sensual symptoms, because that is we're gonna talk about that later. And I want you to highlight some of those points that you just said, like where how this shows up sexually and sensually, but also how we can move through it. But let's Let's come back. Okay. So you actually answered in that beautiful just expression that you just shared with us. You actually just highlighted the the challenge here, right? And the challenge here that we're we're talking about here today is not the submission of the masculine, because the the divine masculine in in the collective at large, it doesn't need to be, it 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 doesn't have an issue with being expressed, unfortunately, in both the in both the the male physical body and the and the female physical body the masculine is at large okay so the issue here today is how do we allow the divine feminine to be expressed how do we do allow the divine feminine not just within the female body which is where you have the experience heather but also within the male body because as you just beautifully highlighted it's about the communication and the balance between both parties, right? If Heather is 
if her feminine nature is being is feeling suppressed in the relationship then yes she needs to step forward and start expressing through the feminine but then the ma- the male or the female that's receiving this they have a role in that too right so let's let's start here heather let's i want to break this down a little bit more so i want to start by asking you because of your christian background right i know we have a lot of christian listeners tuning in what are what are the religious teachings or what do you feel are the religious ideologies or scripture that come to mind that you think exacerbate this feminine submission mm. Well, the Christian teachings make it very plain. You hear it from a very young age. You see it in your family dynamic where the male tells the female, you need to do this, whatever this is. And the female either doing it without question or if there's hesitation and they're wondering the why behind it, or it doesn't feel right to them, it doesn't feel like something that they should be doing. Maybe they have a feeling from God to do the opposite. But if they express it to their husband, to their male partner, most of the time the males are reacting in a uh, way that makes us as the female, as the wife, we feel bad about having our own mind. So I'm just going to share share with you how this showed up in my own um, growing up years. So my mom is a born again Christian. She was raised a very strict religious home. Her parents were missionaries in the Philippines for years and years, uh, young age, all the way until she got uh, back from high school. She met my dad. And my dad grew up in a Jewish home and in the Jewish faith, very similar to Christianity, the male is over the female. So there's this hierarchy of God, male, female, and then the kids and and all the family. So in a marriage, it is you do as I say, or you will get punished, Mm. whatever that punishment looks like. You know, I mean, it could be hitting, it could be. You know, taking away money for groceries that week. I mean, it, it shows up in a lot of different uh, ways, but that is the dynamic and that is the belief that is brought from religion into relationships. And Heather, most. Oh, Heather, let, me, let me jump in here because I, <laughs> I, I can feel this coming up. This, uh, <laughs> as before, as we go deeper, because I know as soon as I open this, this, this lovely can of worms, it just, it brings, it brings up so much. And I, I want, I want it to be brought up, but I just want to make a distinction here for all of the beautiful non-religious and religious uh, audience tuning in. I want to make a distinction because for people that are new to both of us, Heather and I have actually done multiple episodes on this theme of uh, religious belief systems causing fear, tension, guilt, shame. And I often speak about this on the show and I'll put our past episodes in the show notes for people that want to go back and listen to them. It's not the religion that is the issue. It is the, the, the fearful man-made 
beliefs within them that have exacerbated, right? What I mean by that is within all of the world religions, including Christianity, there is a beautiful, mystical, loving foundation. However, throughout the centuries, the thousands of years, there have been belief systems that have been added on top that exacerbate these things that we're talking about today, the fear, the guilt, the shame. So I want you to continue here with your example, Heather, but I just, I express this for everyone tuning in. I want you to open your heart to this distinction as we go deeper and realize that if you're listening and you haven't grown up Christian in this lifetime, this still applies to you because you have most likely had someone in your ancestral line or I'll get super spiritual because this is where I play. You've had a past life where you've been persecuted for these very belief systems. So Heather, please keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Well, I, and I love what you're saying because it's absolutely true. It's the interpretation of the scripture and it's, it's understanding no matter what religion that you're in. And by the way, this is why a lot of Christians leave the faith. We've had that episode before, which I know he'll, he'll put in the show notes, <laughs> but this is why so many people are turned off by Christianity. They leave the church. They, they go from Christianity to atheism or agnostic. And, and it's because it's such a turnoff to the natural that, that God placed within us. It's like God made us as humans to feel and experience love. And we feel and experience love through both energies, male and female. And when we're sitting in the pew and we're in a church service, we are being taught scripture based on somebody else's interpretation. And if we ourselves have not dug into the scripture to learn what God is wanting to teach to us on a personal level, we will just take what they say as factual and we'll never question it. We'll never, we'll never go deeper and we will never be in line with God's original intent with a very loving personal relationship with him, which it is, it's not religion, it's relationship. And that's where a lot of this confusion can come from is when we tap too too much into the religious side of things and we get caught up in religion versus the original intent, which is feeling and then being in line with yes. relationship. And Heather, oh, I just I just we're already in it, Heather. I could just feel so much passion moving through. So I want to go back to a point that you said, but I just want to welcome all the beautiful people in the Facebook group. I see you there, Gemma. I see you there, lovely Ali. And Mel, if you have questions, please leave them. You're welcome to leave your comments. But if there's any questions that bubble up, I know you're checking TikTok as well, uh, Heather. We'll we'll address them and we'll add your voice into the show. I want to. You said something very uh, sort of offhanded, but I want to really pull it out because it's a very uh, big distinction that we can observe. You talked about how if we grew up in a Christian system and we're receiving the scripture from an individual and that individual is sharing their lens. So that is happening. But in relation to this divine feminine and masculine conversation, it is also happening within the, at least within the Christian view from a physical male 
that has grown up, most likely I experienced this in the church that I went to, as a physical male that has suppressed his divine feminine, right? As a physical male that doesn't, and I'm generalizing here, but I, this is what I've seen, right? That that priest very rarely embodies through the, through the teaching what the divine feminine is, right? So this is not to... This is not to blame the individual. It's to highlight here the system at play, right? And the system is one of a incubation of a man, and maybe you can speak to the feminine, right? But the, the, a man that expresses spiritual teachings only through the masculine, only through the doing, the acting, the getting stuff done and not what you just highlighted, not the, the feeling, the being, the, the flowing, right? And this yeah. is where the issues arise. Does this yeah. resonate, Heather? Of course. Yeah. Males, males are taught to not tap in to their feminine and they are taught that if they do, that they are a weak man and that they're girly, they're femme. They might even be their sexuality might even be questioned. They might be told from another man, oh my gosh, you have gay tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so I, <laughs> welcome I, I will share. <laughs> welcome to my childhood. Welcome to my childhood. Keep no, going. that's not good. Uh, I will share from my husband's uh, side of things. Watching him, okay, has been a very interesting experience for almost 22 years now. We'll, we'll be celebrating 22 years in May. <laughs> Uh, But watching him where I can see where he starts to feel into his feelings. This actually, you know what, Harrison, this is so funny. This just happened this weekend. Now as I'm talking, like, oh, my God, this just happened. So he, him and his brother, uh, there's something going on with his brother with an addiction thing. And uh, my husband is trying to talk to him and pray with him and, and, and encourage him and all the things. And so he gets off the phone and he comes back to me and he's sharing what's going on with his brother. He starts to feel his feelings. He gets uncomfortable. I can right away. I see, oh my God, he's, he's getting uncomfortable with his feelings. He starts to get up from the couch because he doesn't want me to see him cry. And I said, no, 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 sit back down. It's okay. This is a very safe place. I want to know what you're feeling uh, you know, your feelings are real. They're valid. They need to be heard because if you suppress them, you're going to be angry. It, it, when we suppress, when males suppress their, their feelings, they become very angry. And that is a lot of times when they're punching walls because they don't understand what's, what the feelings that are happening are a very normal part of the male experience. So I'll let you tap into that because you're smiling. I wish you guys could see him. He's smiling so hard. I, I know I'm tapping into something that you probably experienced as well. well. Heather, they can they can see me. We're live, so they could everyone <laughs> could see my beautiful excitement here. So, yeah, I mean, so much in what you just said, and I'm that beautiful example of your partner. It's it highlights so many things here. First of all, I would extend the anger element. Heather, that it's not just a physical male thing. When that when females suppress that anger as well, it. Uh, I'm just going to make this general. Whether you are, because this is the distinction that I made at the start of the show, right? Whether you are a physical male or a physical female, when you suppress 
that feeling side of the divine feminine, right? Not just when you suppress anger, when you suppress guilt, when you, when you suppress shame, when you suppress grief, right? That is you in many ways shutting off that divine feminine. So feeling is healing. Feeling is not just healing. I love that. Write yes. that down, Harrison. Yes. So, feeling is healing. That's a quote from Harrison. But, but Heather, let me take it further. It's not just healing. It opens us up to more of our spiritual essence, right? Because mm. I want to bring people back to that image of the heart of God that it, that is inside of us, right? If we're only in one side of that 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 God heart that's inside of it, in one side being the masculine, just the action, just the doing, just the the forcing and the pushing, then that other side of the divine twin flame that is our heart is suppressed, and we yeah. cannot we cannot fully express our divinity if that balance is not kept, right? So I just I want everyone to hear that this is. This is not a physical thing. This is a emotional, energetic, and spiritual thing. Hmm. Does that mm-hmm. resonate, Heather? Yeah, like you're you're going to make me almost cry right now because I I've sensed it in myself when I turn my full self off, and then I have seen it in my husband where he tries to stuff his himself down, and I can see what it does. It's very toxic when we when we turn that part when we turn our whole self off. It shows up in health issues. We get sick more often. We develop autoimmune diseases. We develop cancer. We can get injured during workouts even. So there's a lot of different ways that it could show up uh, in our lives if we're not if we're not careful. The body, the body keeps score, right? The body, the body tells the story of your life, right? Your issues are in your tissues. Right. So the degree in which you suppress these energetic, emotional, and spiritual things is the degree in which they will show up in the body. Right. The body. And why is that? As Heather just highlighted so beautifully, it's because you deserve to see it. Right. The body isn't keeping score and keeping you sick because it hates you. It's doing so. So you see the thing that needs to be seen. Or as we just highlighted, you feel the thing that needs to be felt. Right. Right. Heather. I want to go back to something you said, but before I do, I just want to share a comment with you because I know this might resonate. Uh, in the in the Facebook chat, the beautiful Rose just said, so true, growing up in the church, I was told that I'm making my sons weak because I'm telling them it's okay for them to cry and feel their feelings. Yeah. Uh, exactly what we're talking yeah, about. I, right? I heard that too, Rose, because I have three boys who are now men. And over the years, because, you know, their father sometimes made comments and he didn't realize the type of damage that he was putting on them. Uh, and it has shown up in their adult life and in, in their relationships. And I've seen it in my middle son, who's now raising his son. Uh, I've seen it show up. And so there's there's a lot that we can learn from these conversations. And this is why Harrison and I so beautifully keep coming back together. because. There's always more. There's always more. We want, we want so many more, uh, you know, humans having an experience as a human to heal so that we can tap into the highest version of ourselves. because that is when we'll feel our calling and we'll be able to express our calling and go and live that out loud and proud. 
and help as many people as, as we can. But we can't fully help as many people as we're called to until we're aware of a lot of these, these things. Yeah. I love it. Heather, let's go back to one of the emotions that you were just speaking about. And because I think if we can make this practical for people listening, give them more tools and things to do away from this chat, like you just were highlighting. So you talked about anger. Okay. And in my experience with dealing with both spiritual beings and religious beings that may have have some kind of trauma, like we're talking about today, anger is one of the most common submissions, suppressions of the divine feminine, right? And you, in our pre-chat, you referred to it as, you know, stepping into righteous anger. So I think maybe we can give a couple of tips here. I'll throw to you first, Heather. What are some ways, and you can maybe speak from the physical female's lens, and then I'll speak from the physical male lens. What are some ways that you express this anger that is coming up inside of you in a healthy way? <laughs> in a healthy way, it's not, <laughs> it's not always healthy. Um, but, you know, it, when it's unhealthy, it's because I'm not aware of what is happening behind the spiritual curtain, if you will. <laughs> uh, and so what I mean by that is uh, we were given a verse in the Christian community to submit to our husbands. But the males that are teaching that they're leaving out the second part, which is submit to one another. So we are called by God to submit to one another. But because the pastoral staff or whoever we're under is only tapping into that one part. When we go to get married, we think that we are doing the right thing by stuffing down our true self, by stuffing down our ideas and our opinions when it comes to child rearing, when it comes to money, when it comes to running a business We feel as female that we can only listen to our husband. We can only listen to our pastor. What what happened to listening to ourselves? God didn't make the female a robot to only listen to the male and to never have an opinion. That's not right. That's not God's original design. And uh, I I lived with with that suppression of my ideas and opinions for so long that it it went into weight gain. I gained over a hundred pounds, so I was at one point two hundred and thirty five pounds as a five three human, which does not look pretty. Okay, uh, and it also came through as anxiety, panic attacks, depression, insomnia. I, I would take out my anger of, uh, onto my kids. So, you know, a lot of times if, if I didn't feel like I could express myself from my husband, he said, nope, you know, he had like this, no, 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 for years and years and years. And I just went under that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, meanwhile, I was having all these, you know, health issues and it was showing up in the bedroom. Uh, my, my sexual confidence was taking a hit. Like all, all of these different things were showing up for me. And at 43, that Harrison is when I finally said, enough is enough. If this doesn't feel right in my spirit, it must not be right. So let me go and learn for myself what God actually says, because this doesn't feel right. This feels, Harrison, 
like abuse. I felt like I was under abuse. And when I ended up doing all the internal work and I got myself back in alignment and in balance, that is what it was. I realized I was allowing that kind of spiritual abuse in my life, not even being aware that that's what it was until God opened up my eyes and I had this spiritual awakening. It, it's just an incredible experience that that I had. And of course, now I want to share it with. <laughs> I love it. And you do it so beautifully, Heather. So thank you for highlighting that. And I, I want to make a distinction here and I want to give some tips and maybe this will support you too, Heather, with the anger. So that that painful moment, that sort of boiling point that built up, a reason for that is because from your story, it sounds like there was not a knowing of how to express the anger in a healthy way, right? In, in many ways, what you were doing from what you explained is there was a projection of the anger. And this is what we all do, right? We we feel because we suppress the anger for so long, and this is this applies to most emotions, but because anger is very unique in how energizing it is, right? When we, when we feel angry, right? It's, we feel it, right? It's very energizing. So when we, yeah, when we suppress the anger and because it's so energizing, it often leads to an outburst, right? It often leads to an outburst that we then unintentionally, in most cases, take out on the people that we love most, the people, places, and things that we love most yet. And this is where I want to have add in some love here and give some guidance to you, Heather, and people listening. Anger has a middle ground, right? Anger has two imbalanced states. The one I just talked about, the outrage, taking it as a rage on another person or the suppressing of it. But there is a middle ground, right? There is, there is balanced anger. And balanced anger is when we can express the anger, not by taking it out on someone, but by using and channeling that energizing frequency that is the anger into something, right? And what what would be an example of that, right? I have some beautiful comments coming through in Facebook. Singing, right? Singing is is an example of channeling that anger. I would also add movement and exercise, right? There's a reason that one of the, yeah, I see you dance so much, Heather, on your social feeds and dancing and the movement of it we can use for most emotions, but specifically anger, right? So I share this for all of the physical males and the physical females that are tuning into this divine feminine. One way that we can channel that anger in a healthy way is by one, acknowledging it when it comes up in the moment, but two, then creating space for it to move through us, not taking it out on someone, but channeling it through the human. Does that resonate, Heather? Well, I think that we need to ask ourselves why we're angry. Yes. I think we, I think we need to start there because sometimes when we, when we get angry, we don't understand where it's coming from. And if we don't understand where it's coming from, that in itself can amplify the anger or any negative emotion. So my advice would be if you're feeling feelings and let's say you're in a partnership and you're feeling some feelings, ask yourself, hey, self, why am I feeling like this right now? What is this reminding me of? Is this a teaching that someone told to me was true? And maybe it was true for me at one time, but maybe it's not anymore as I've grown as a person. 
Uh, is this coming from my partner? Is this his belief or her belief system? Trying them trying to put that on me. So I think we need to understand the why behind it so that we can then properly channel the energy like you're talking about. Because I think if we don't tap into the why behind it and we're just trying to channel the energy to somewhere else, it never fully heals. Yeah, 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 so true. It's so true, Heather, which is tying this back to Christianity and right being in churches and, and belief systems this is where we analyze, okay, what is the belief system that is incubating this anger from coming up, right? Because that anger that you've unintentionally taken out on your lover was, has, as Heather's highlighting, has most likely been there a very long time and has most likely been created through the belief system that you are unconsciously letting yourself live in. So if we bring conscious awareness to that belief system, we can make a change. So. Mm-hmm. Beautiful segue here, my friend. Let's let's speak more. I want I want to get into sexual stuff, sensual stuff. But by the way, Carson, before you do that, yes. that word that's going around the planet right now, woke. That 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 is where that comes from. It's because you know we've been asleep for most of us through all of our experiences, and we're now coming awake. And this is where God wants all of us to be. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a. I think it's a symptom of the the collective awakening that we're all moving through, right? It's, we're moving through this great awakening. I agree. Um, I want to shift now into sexual, sensual conversations and elements here, because this is the other side to this. And we've hit on it a tiny bit, but let's let's go deeper into it. And I'm aware that we're streaming on on platforms that may be sensitive to some of these topics so we'll we'll do our best to dance around this heather i know you're really good at this but let's let's speak now let's make let's let's speak and start with maybe some of the symptoms and then we'll give solutions after heather in your experience and then i'll give my own what are some of the sexual sensual symptoms that show up as a as a reflection of the submission of the divine feminine? Like how does it show up in the bedroom between you and a partner? Yeah. Confidence. You'll have very low confidence, very insecure, body insecurity, body image issues, not being able to love yourself, not being able to walk by a mirror naked and appreciate your nakedness. All you see are flaws Uh, You will have a very, very difficult time coming to a climax, coming to a full pleasure. This is both male and female, by the way. A full release. Yes. And this is not just for the feminine uh, females. This is for male and female because my husband, for instance, struggles with body insecurity. So I know that this is for both, both male and female. Uh, Also for the males, they sometimes have a very difficult time uh, getting hard, staying hard because mm-hmm. of shame and guilt. They might mm-hmm. release too early because they're feeling guilt with even coming together with their committed partners sexually. So there's a lot of different symptoms. Uh, yeah, that- let's break let's break a couple of them down. And I just that all of them resonate, but specifically. That last one, 
of the in the male body the suppression mm. of the divine feminine in the male body you know the guilt and the shame leading to erectile dysfunction or erectile you know premature ejaculation something yeah. i have very much uh, experienced and and moved through and i, I want to make a link here for people listening that might be new to the, all of this one of the reasons and and reasons slash solutions to moving through this is tuning into your sacral chakra and, and heather and i have talked about this on our other chats again i'll put them in the show notes for new listeners but the sacral chakra which is just above your sexual organs which governs your sexual organs in many ways the more time that you can start to bring awareness and attention and whether it be through meditation breath work you know hypnosis whatever the tool that you resonate with the more attention you can bring to that sacral area whether you are in the physical male body or the, or the physical female body this is a way that we can start to release this guilt and shame that has the physical symptom of those things right the erectile dysfunction the the sexual challenges heather what what are some ways I want you to speak? How have you started to release some of that guilt and shame? Hmm. <laughs> um, it's been some deep, deep internal work. I I had to. Well, try to think how to how to say this uh, for all communities. So. I will never say go away from the church. I will never give anyone advice that they need to leave the church to do any type of internal healing that might've come from the church. Um, fortunately, I was able to do my internal healing while still attending church. But if you have a difficult time being underneath someone's instruction that is still preaching these things to you, and you have a very difficult time separating what their voice from your own voice, you might need to take a little bit of time away from their voice. You might need to find a, another church that resonates with the growth that you're wanting to experience, attending a, a church that um, where the leaders have done some of this internal work and can shine some light and give some some um, perspective on, on scripture and, and God's truth. So for me, that is one of the things that I personally did. Well, I'm not giving that advice to anybody. I personally stayed in church, but then I also had more times away from church. So I would go, I would, I would feel like they were telling me too much on what to do. I would pull back, spend some time by myself in God's word for a couple of months in prayer and meditation on God's word, get more in tune with who I am, get more in tune with God's voice himself, you know, his voice, and then go back. So that that's one of the things that I had to do. I also had to learn how to deprogram myself from a lot of these these thought processes that came from a very young age by the way it wasn't even from the beginning of me going to church which i think my mom had us go to church from like i don't know 4 or 5 years old i remember going to some of their bible study clubs at, at a very young age but some of these things we heard in our mother's womb some of them are passed yes. down generation to generation from grandma, great grandma, grandma, mom. And now we're, they're just repeating what they heard, not understanding, but it's it's wrong. And they're just passing it along. So there's a lot of different things that we can do to to heal. Of course, hiring myself or, or Harrison, we do a lot of this internal work privately. 
with people where I actually find working with one-on-one with somebody will have breakthroughs happen faster and results happen faster so that you're not having those symptoms showing up in, in the bedroom anymore. So beautiful. So much value in there, Heather. So first of all, one of the reasons for that working one-on-one, why it, why it is able to help and shift these rooted deep challenges is because the safety and support that is that is incubated right and I, I know it heather because i've felt you and i'll speak for myself you know we're very intentional with the loving space that is created and when you can be held <clears throat> emotions coming up right when you can be held in that loving space then you can release right you can feel safe enough to see the things that need to be seen i want to just highlight something that you just you brought out is the ancestral healing work and the inner child work. I'd highly recommend, again, people tuning in for the show for the first time. I've done many episodes on both these topics, ancestral healing and inner child healing. So go back and listen to them. I'll give you, I'll give you tools and practices. But that inner child element that you, that you highlighted, that zero to seven age frame, if we grew up in a church, if we grew up in a culture, if we grew up in a family setting that had these belief systems that suppress the divine feminine they're in us right and until we go back and lovingly move through them they will continue to project externally into our outside adult relationships to get our attention so skip some of the inevitable pain and go in right connect to that beautiful inner child connect to that grandma that had that same sexual sensual persecution yeah. and this is how we start to heal internally yeah we, we don't know that we need this right harrison you know a lot of times when someone comes to me and they the very first thing that they say to me is i'm having a hard time uh climaxing so for i'll just use a female for instance uh, i'm having a hard time finding pleasure i'm having a hard time even feeling sexual even wanting sex with my partner so they're coming with that, like that's the reason why they're hiring me, but, and they don't know, they're not aware of the backstory behind. Yes, exactly. So for those of you that are listening, some of these outward things like lack of confidence. So you might think that's the problem, but really you're not understanding that the real problem is that root. And that is what working one-on-one with someone like myself or Harrison will help to bring to the surface so that you can finally heal from something that you're not even aware is even there. Yeah. So you can then, you know, get rid of that symptom and, and have full pleasure or confidence or whatever it is that you're seeking. And for all the light workers and healers tuning in, root both means the root cause and connecting back to the chakra system. I would focus in on the root center, right? Because that root center governs that early childhood age and that sense of safety, support, and security in the body that if it's not there is being projected into the relationships. Heather, I have a a question I want to ask you, and this is going to apply to all of the Christian viewers uh, in, in religious belief systems. Have you heard of the Cathars? Do you know, do you know who the Cathars are? No. How are you spelling that? I, I don't think I've heard uh, of that. C-A, I think it's spelled C-A-T-H-E-R-S. I think it's along those lines. But let me explain what who they are for people listening. Because 
at the start of this conversation, right, I made it very clear that there are beautiful, loving, mystical foundations of all of the world's religions. Uh, you know, one that I resonate with most at my time in my life is the Sufi sect within the Islam tradition, right, that the poet Rumi is a part of. If anyone's read any beautiful Rumi quotes, right, you can feel the mystical love within that sect of Islam, right? Within the Christian ideology, there is a sect of Christianity called the Cathars. And the reason I bring this up for all of the beautiful Christian listeners is going back to what Heather pointed out before, if you're noticing within your body that the current belief system within the overarching Christian ideology isn't connecting to you, is, is causing some of this guilt and shame, this divine feminine su suppression, but simultaneously you don't want to leave Christianity. You love, you. there are parts of it that you, you innately love and are pulled towards. Have a look into the Cathar system, the Cathar teachings, because the reason I bring this up, Heather, is they're very aligned to all the things that we're saying. They're very aligned to this openness, this balance between the masculine and the feminine, the feelings, while still staying true to, you know, Jesus's teachings and all these sort of things. So I will look into that for myself, my friend. <laughs> Let me know what comes up, my friend. And if you need more resources. Now, is it a, a book that you go and look up or? I'll, um, after this chat, I'll send you a, I'll send you some resources and you can I share. I put the link in the, the show notes also. Yeah, I'll do that. So let's, let's go back to, and I, I share that just for people tuning in because uh, it can be so hard when we're in a belief system to directly leave it, right? I've shared this in, with you in the past, Heather. I, I grew up Christian. And I actually became atheist. I, I I pushed God out of my life. And then, you know, I came back and, you know, nothing against atheism, but when we cut God out, we're cutting parts of ourselves out. So if there is a step that we can take that can heal, but still keep this in, then I think it's very important to highlight. So Heather, one of the other... <laughs> One of the other symptoms that I want to I want to get some guidance, pull it out of you, and so we can share with people listening. I think one of the other symptoms of the suppressing the divine feminine within the sexual sensual act is using vices, using whether it be drugs, alcohol, pornography, to to meet the need of the divine feminine. When in reality, you know, that as we've talked about today, that need could be met with our partner. So I'm wondering what comes up for or you around this <laughs> yeah, or oneself. Yeah. What yeah. comes up uh, for me when I've experienced vices for me, my vice has been porn. It's been extramarital relationships. My husband and I had an open relationship for a while, uh, purely sexual, no feeling, or at least I tried not to have feeling, but that was hard for me. Uh, but it it pointed back to I'm missing something. Something is missing in my heart, in my soul. I'm not getting what I need from my partner. And so because I'm not getting what I need from my partner and I'm feeling a lack and I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling 
you know, maybe maybe him and I have had this conversation and I'm not seeing change on his side right away. He's not open to working on our marriage, on our relationship. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling anxiety and depressed. I'm losing sleep. All these different things because the relationship is still not being fixed. I might turn to something else to supplement. So I'm not ready to leave the relationship or maybe I have no desire to leave the relationship. I still am in love with this person, but I I need to feel better in the moment. So in the moment, I might choose, for me, it was food. I might choose porn. For some people, they might get addicted to pills or alcohol or any kind of stimulant, even caffeine sometimes. People will use caffeine, coffee to stimulate, to wake them up, you know, and it's a temporary thing. So all of these vices that we turn to, they are temporary solutions. You might feel good in the moment and you might get addicted to that dopamine or the the oxytocin hit that that comes from these these temporary feel good things because it's the for food it's hitting the the tongue it, it tastes really good for the sexuals you know the porn you're you're seeing something stimulating and it helps bring you to a climax so maybe you're not able to climax with your partner so now you're using porn to stimulate your sight and and your, your hearing. So what I really want to to close in on is just being aware that you're turning to something else to help you feel better in the moment. But what you really can do is you can look to yourself to fill up those empty places. We all have cracks in our soul. We're actually born with them a lot of times. And uh, in the Christian community, we call that a God-shaped hole. So you will always have that need of needing something more and being dissatisfied with with life. I mean, there's just always this pull towards there must be something more. And so we can find that within ourselves. We can find it with our relationship with with God and tapping into the unconditional love and acceptance and confidence uh, and even our sexuality that God put within us so that we don't actually end up needing to get those things from our relationship partner, because now we can realign with with God and ourself and we can take that pressure off of our partner as well. Uh, They don't they no longer need to feel that need. It takes pressure off from them, which is a great place to be in a relationship. They feel more freedom and they want to be around us more because we're no longer putting those pressures on them. We can we can find the solution with within our ourself and like I said with with God. I just appreciate the beautiful soul that you are, Heather. There's you have so much divine wisdom, and this is why I really enjoy these cosmic dances with you. So, I've because it just brings up so much. It brings up so what you just ha- said. I just hope people are taking notes and feeling this because it's so important. First of all, I just people are asking in the chat. Uh, Cathar is spelt C-A-T-H-A-R. I was, I just got it up. So C-H-C-H-T-H-A-R. Yep. Um, the, the, the God-shaped hole, right? The, that filling up internally. I want to make this very clear for people that, cause I know this was a limiting belief that I have, I had for a long time. The, the ideal relationship is not one where we, as you beautifully highlighted, is not one where we are codependent on the other person to fill a need. It is two sovereign beings that have connected to their, their loving divinity internally, holding hands together to step forward together, right? It doesn't mean they never add things on 
but they realize that they are both innately divine and worthy already, right? There's nothing that that beautiful soul can feel in them that isn't innately already them, right? So it's yeah. always like a, it's, I think of it as like a loving mountaintop. It's like the cherry on top, right? <laughs> yes. But, but let's step back to something that you said. I want to speak to the pornography element because I, I definitely had the alcohol vice. I definitely had the drug vice, but I think the pornography vice within this divine feminine suppression that comes out in these relationships, you know, pornography is, is pervasive. And I, and I, I say this with love. I don't think the, the industry that is pornography, I think we can have a whole other conversation breaking the whole industry down, but it becomes a challenge where, when it comes in and fills this hole that we're talking about. So what is, what's the solution here? I, in my journey, something that's really helped me come out of this vice and come back into my divine feminine and feeling the sexual sensual act as a male has been one, the use of breath work, it, connecting that with my, my sexual sensual play, both by myself and with a partner and also Tantra. And yes. again, I, I, for new people listening, I've done shows on this. I'll put them in the show notes as well. But just to highlight it here in this moment, what breathwork allows us to do is it allows us to realize that our sexual energy isn't just isolated in our sexual organs, right? This is, this is very important to realize that when we are in the sexual act, we think and feel that the sexual energy is just in our vagina or just in our penis. But it's not. We've we've spoken about it today. It's also in that heart and the rest of the being. So, for the males out there listening that have trouble connecting into their divine feminine, adding in the breath can allow us to move that. And then finally, and I want to hear your views on this, Heather. Adding in the tantric worldview, right? And for all the Christians listening, this is not an or conversation. This is a stick stick within your religious systems that make you feel good. And now bring in this on top, right? Add in the tantric view to support the sexual expression. What What are your thoughts on this, Heather? Well, uh, my thoughts on this are that most Christians will call Tantra a sin. <laughs> this is why I'm asking. This is why I'm asking. I, unfortunately, and uh, I did not tap into Tantra healing until I went to school to become a sexologist and I fully understood what Tantra even meant. So when we are saying no to something, most of the time it's because we don't have full understanding and we've been taught or fear, that or we fear it. And we've been taught to fear it. We've been taught that it will open up demonic forces and it will take away your relationship with God and it will take away your relationship with your partner. And so it's very fear-based, a lot of these thought processes that are put on. And when I had that awakening experience, I started to question some of the things that were taught to me, one of them being that even yoga. I, I remember hearing from a very a lot of different people in the church that yoga was bad. And so I decided to look into it and, you know, and ask God in to the experience. 
I invited God into my experience for the first time with yoga. I invited God in, got into my, my first time getting my chakra chakras realigned from a healer here in town. And I just said, you know what, God, I'm going to invite you into this space and I'm going to see if I sense any evil, if I sense any demonic forces, I'm very in tune. I have a discerning spirit. God's gifted that to me. I know not everyone has that, <laughs> but I'm very in tune with that. And the first couple of times I went to yoga, I released so many toxins that I became sick for almost a week. I was puking. I was going I was on the toilet. Uh, I was sweating, all of these different things. And it, hold on, hold on. Though. At first I thought, oh, something's wrong. I shouldn't have gone. Maybe this is show. Yes. Maybe this is showing me that I shouldn't have gone. And that what I heard from the church was, was right. I shouldn't have gone. But then when I got better, I had the most amount of lightness in my spirit that I have ever had in my entire existence. And this was at 43, by the way. And so then I met back with God and I felt in my spirit, God, this was not evil. This was godly. And I had the same experience when I went to a chakra healer. Uh, she told me that everything was open except for my stomach area, which I can't, I can't remember that one. If that's called sacral. Your, your personal power, your solar plexus. Yeah. Yeah. And it was stuffing my voice down. Okay. And it was showing up in my stomach so that my stomach was blocked. I was having some bloated feeling. I was having some gastral issues. And when she helped me to realign that I came home and I remember crying for like days. And again, same thing, having this amazing release and feeling closer to God than I have ever been before. And so I don't, I don't know why you fear some of these things in the church. I don't know why. I think maybe people are just talking from their lack of personal experience. And again, it's probably that passing down. Maybe they're even hearing it from theology school. Like, don't let your people go to yoga. <laughs> so who, who knows where it comes from? All I know is from my personal experience, there was no demonicness anywhere it was all light and love and healing and feeling closer to God than ever before. What a beautiful story, Heather. I'm so glad you shared that because it it highlights many things we've talked about today just in this chat, right? First of all, it highlights the body keeping score, right? <laughs> what That experience of the buildup of all of the things that just wanted to be expressed in the moment. And then when you finally did... The, just for people that haven't experienced yoga, one of the things it does it is it expands and opens and allows the energetic pathways that have been blocked and stored for many, many years, depending on who we are, they, it finally allows them to open. So one, it's that. Two, you went through an energetic and emotional detox, right? That is not you're not doing anything wrong. You're not, you're not, you're not broken. You're not unworthy. You're not sinning. You're just detoxing, right? Which is why you felt so beautiful after it because you finally released that which was not serving, right? And it just, within what you did, Heather, I just want to point this out just for other 
Christian listeners or whatever religion you you are tuning into today, always come back because this is the key within a belief system is testing it with your inner knowing, right? Always testing it, whatever the scripture is, whatever the teaching is, whatever the the doctrine is, receive it, open your heart to it, but always remember to ask, okay, does this resonate with me? Is this aligned with my inner knowing, with my inner intelligence? Because if it's not, this is where a choice needs to be made, right? And, and let's make this very clear. A choice is going to be made either way, right? If, if, that, if that doctrine comes in and it's not aligned with you, connecting back to your solar plexus, and you don't speak up about it, you don't express that truth. You do not express that energetic response to the teaching that you are reacting towards. The body will keep score. The body will remember. So just, just to summarize this, we must always be open to following our intuitive guidance. And even if we do not, we will get opportunities, maybe 20, 30, 40 years down the track to listen to it, but we'll, we'll overlook and we'll bypass so much suffering if we are just sort of listening in the moment. Yeah. Does that, do you agree, Heather? Definitely. And I, I think that God himself <laughs> has given so many different generations the opportunity to break these generational curses over the years. And if one generation is not going to accept the challenge to break it, It'll move on to the next. And in my own personal life, I have chosen to be the chain breaker. I am so tired of seeing people struggle. I'm so tired of it. Now I'm going to cry right now. But like, seriously, I'm so tired of it because God did not intend for us to suffer in these, these ways. He wants us to have abundance. He wants us to experience freedom minds and our soul and our spirit and we are the ones that are keeping ourselves blocked from this ultimate experience and so listen if you're ready for this if you're open to it you just need to tell god himself i am open to experiencing something new just like that scripture says can you not see i am doing something new Allow God to bring in this newness, this revelation, this spiritual awakening, and you will find that a lot of the symptoms, as as Harrison so graciously talked about a little while ago, they will start to slowly dissipate. It'll feel like a melting away, and it might not be an overnight experience. It might be a gradual but you will start to feel them melting away and they will no longer be a part of you anymore. And you will also become one of the chain breakers and you will also take the message of your experience and you'll start to share it with the world. That, that's how we spread this. That's how you know we make a global impact is when all of us are having this awakening and we're spreading the word about it. That's how more and more people will actually come into relationship with God yeah. and become more healed themselves. That 
ancestral breaker of chains is is it's just <laughs> just to plug my beautiful new book that's coming out this week for people to order that's a chapter heather one of my the chapter in one of my in my book is one of them is the ancestral breaker of chains because mm. this is what we all are and this expands beyond the divine feminine religious sexual challenges we've been talking about today this is all belief systems this is all ancestral trauma because we have to remember as heather's highlighting here divinely when you step in to become the breaker of chains you're not just helping the collective outside of you right you are breaking that chain down your ancestral line not just forwards right not just forwards with your children that may or may not have been born yet but also down that's that that ancestral line the, the ancestors let me just make this so clear for people that might be new to this your ancestors are here with you now right so within this conversation that grandmother that great 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 grandfather that had that same maybe religious maybe sexual maybe whatever the repression was he exists with you now he's here with you now so when you break that chain you're also doing it for them right you're doing it for all of those ancestors that were waiting for you right a, a way to describe this you got me heated here heather a way, to, a way to describe this another way to describe this is that you are the prayer that they that they sent right you are the prayer that they held you are the prayer right so hold that and the answer right heather i could talk to you about all these topics all all day and and i'm sure we will be doing another episode very soon but I, I do have to wrap this here. I do have to call it and be respectful for your time parameters as well. Is there any other final words, any love, any insights that you want to end this chat with? Well, Harrison, thank you as always for having this conversation with me. The, the fact that you're so open to these types of conversations gets me so freaking excited because I don't run into people that that often that are sharing the same message. So thank you so much for being in the world and for showing up in action every single day. I see you, you move past so many barriers. I see you every single day and I'm so proud of you. And uh, secondly, I would like to say that if you are ready for this type of work, I want you to reach out to me. I will not sell you anything. I will get on a phone call with you for 30 minutes where I will figure out for you where your mental, emotional, physical, and even spiritual block is coming from. And I will help to unblock you so that you can move past whatever it is that's getting in the way of your pleasure, is, is getting in the way of you coming together with your spouse as often sexually. So please take advantage of that. I know Harrison will put my website uh, in the show notes, but you can also just go there now, sexcoachheather.com, and I'd be happy to set up a free call with you. So Heather, love received, and I'm going to boomerang it right back at you just for people tuning in, either live or listening to this as the podcast. I believe that the tools that that healers use are important. So in Heather's world, a lot of religious, a lot of sex tools, right, in all the ways. But what is more important 
in my opinion, is the frequency of love that they bring to the container that they heal within. And within this conversation today, you felt that love from Heather. You felt that passion. You felt that purpose. And I just say this, if you are looking <clears throat> for a guide, that is the thing to look for, right? The, the tools are important, but open your heart. And during this chat today, I think you would have got that hit already. So Heather, I love you very much. Thank you for your time today. I thank all the beautiful souls that joined in on the live channels on TikTok, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. We see you. We appreciate you. If this val if this topic brought you value, it opened your heart, please share it far and wide with a lover, a friend, a family member. But regardless, we send you love, we send you light, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Acid to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.